stuff. Here's a song about Jelly Man Kelly. He loves jelly the most. Ah, but most of all, Jelly Man Kelly loves jelly on Welcome to episode 138 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talked to Janet Schreiner from the Cat's Pajamas, and it is awesome and high energy and fun. And that clip you just heard is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's called Jelly Man Kelly. And that's Janet's version of that song. And it's got some awesome tuba. Who doesn't like tuba? A lot of tuba, more tuba, knock, knock. Who's there? Tuba, tuba who? Tuba toothpaste. And that's just the very, very surface of what Janet and I talk about in this wide ranging and really fun conversation. If you need to reach me, email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com, or find me on social media at goodstuffpod. Hope everyone's having a great summer. I think you're going to love this conversation with Janet Schreiner. And you know what? If you stay tuned all the way to the end of the show, you can hear the full version of Jellyman Kelly by Janet Schreiner and the Cat's Pajamas. That is just the best. Thanks for listening. Talk to you at the end of the show. It is so fun to to welcome Janet Schreiner from the Cat's Pajamas to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you this morning? I'm great. Good. I'm happy to hear it. And we uh, <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are already- we're going to talk about the thing that is one of my most favorite things in the world, which is kindy music and my band. So yeah, and we're all- gonna, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, which is getting to know someone like you who's in a great kindy music band so we're we are we are already aligned so you um you you have an interesting perspective i think a lot of people that i have talked to for this show um have have been in the game in quotes right like the the kids music game for you know three four years you have been plugging away at it since 1990 and yep. you've got five records and two I, DVDs. Two DVDs and brand new t-shirts, like the whole thing. So I think what would be a, a really cool place to begin is just tell us a little bit about maybe even but pre-1990. Like where are you where are you coming from? What do you do? How did you get into kids' music? I would love to tell you that story. Um it started probably when I was 10 years old and I did my first musical theater show, which was The Music Man. Um, so you can, that gives you perspective now that you've heard the album too. And like, I love a lot of music, like really, really big, um, with a full 42 piece orchestra that my dad was in the pit of and big, big production. And I wore Amaryllis's costume from Broadway. So my very first show, I'm like wearing the Broadway costume and playing to a 42 piece band. So I always knew that I was doing something like that for the rest of my life. And in fact, I did. I went on to do professional theater and I did directing and producing and acting and teaching and the whole the whole gamut of what performers do to keep themselves lively. Um, and when I had my first child, um, she was not quite a year old when I was cast for a show in town here in Philly. 
And we got through it, but it was a total zoo. My husband was a resident at Children's Hospital Philadelphia. His hours were terrible. I was leaving every night at 6, getting home at 12. We couldn't afford a babysitter. So I would pace the sidewalk till he got home. It just was terrible. So I said, okay, this is really, the professional theater thing is not going to work right now. Let's have another baby, which we did. Like, let's just do that again. While, all at once and nothing first. They're 23 months apart. And then we had another one. And, <laughs> and that was it. But as I was pushing the littlest one in a swing, I was chatting with a woman whom we got into the what did you used to do conversation. And she said, oh, really? Could you teach like early childhood music? I didn't know a single thing about early childhood music. And I said, absolutely. I would love to do that. So I went and I spoke to the director of the school and I got hired. That was in 1987 or 8. And that was the step into children's music. So some people who were part of a... Delaware Valley Association of Early Childhood Education, kind of big conference thing, they have a yearly big conference, um, found out about me and asked if I would put on a performance at their conference at Beaver, what was then Beaver College, now Acadia University. And I again went, sure, and then went, whoa, like me and the auto harp, what am I going to do with my, my puppets and my everything? So I asked my best friend who had gone back to school as a second second degree as a edu music education major. And I said, would you play guitar and sing with me um, to do this gig so I have my hands free? And so sometimes I played the auto harp and then I put it down and I had my hands to do puppets, to do a dance, whatever. And that was, the, that was it. That was October of 1990. And from then it just, it just exploded. And now we have a nine piece band um, none of the original members of the band are still in the band, but I am. And uh, we joked for years about how much I wanted a horn section. And since 2010, we've actually had a trumpet player in the band. Um, and this particular trumpet player doubles on bass, and he's absolutely phenomenal. And on the album, he also plays banjo, um, a trombone, the vuvuzuela thing that goes <laughs> when you're at a football game. He, I don't know. This kid plays so many different instruments. It's amazing. So kind of my dream was always to have it be more of us. Wow. You know, just two was great fun. But in my head, I was hearing the 42-piece orchestra at my feet when I was 10. So, um, so that's where we are now. I mean, the band just steadily grew and grew and grew. Um, I have a marvelous, marvelous music director who is also a theater person and writes for a cabaret company locally, writes for the Philadelphia, he did a commission for the opera company here. The man can write anything. So I have, you know, at this late point in my career, so to speak, um, I have a wonderful, wonderful band behind me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it just makes me unbelievably happy to sing in three-part harmony. For me, that's the way it should sound. I get <laughs> Who wants to just listen to me sing for an hour? Well, God, I, yeah, I mean, you know? there's there there's something very special about 
singing with other people and oh, when the three-part harmony comes together it's uh it's a really a meaningful thing so i, I have a couple things that came up just sure. from yes. from what you were saying um, okay so first off i was also in the music man i was uh mayor shin the oh, only non-singing non-dancing part which was oh, for sweet. the best <laughs> and how old were you when you did that i was in high school i was yeah. uh 15 years old. Um, that was probably wow. the end of my theater career, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so I think that there's actually a, a little bit of a teachable moment here for you. Um, you mentioned that you have a music director that you work with. So for people who may not know what that role is in uh -huh. something like what you do, how would you explain what that is? Okay. We talked about the fact that I'm not a solo performer even if I had, even if I were a guitarist, I wouldn't want to be a solo performer. It's not how I like to work. Again, I'm a theater person. I see everything as a collaboration. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? So um, my, this band is particularly collaborative because the musicians are, everybody in the band is a full-time musician. So everybody really puts their, puts their two cents in, in terms of ideas. Vince, the trumpet player we were talking about, writes all the horn parts. Um, and did on the album, did all the horn arrangements who, who for all players we brought in. But Heath Allen, who is our music director, um, is somebody to whom, for instance, I would take um, a song that I had heard, that I had an idea for, whatever, and say, this is the idea, this is the concept, um, what can we do with this? I have a song, a melody, and a feeling for the vibe. He will sit down at the keyboard with all 10 fingers flaring and <laughs> flaming and suddenly turn it into a piece. Once we play around with it and when we bring in the people, they've got their charts, we see how it goes, um, then we can m let it morph from there into something else. And sometimes it does. We do something for a little while and go, well, this is what we need to do to it. Or how about if we try this? The funny klezmer thing in the middle of <laughs> waltzing with bears. Yeah just developed spontaneously in a rehearsal where like Heath just stopped and said, wouldn't it be hilarious if we just stopped right here and played like this klezmer thing? He has a klezmer band as well as many other things. And in come like the bar mitzvah bears dancing across the <laughs> stage. So the music director works as an arranger, as somebody who actually writes charts for the musicians. So they have physical music to sing from. Mm -hmm. um, and Jen often I guess most often will be a keyboard player or a, yeah, a keyboard player. Right. Um, and in our band, that has always been the case. Okay. So that's what the music director does. Well, that's, it's, it's helpful and interesting to know that, you know, um, for someone like you who can, I, I, you know, I think we'll get to like your showmanship, showwomanship, I should say in a little bit, <laughs> but like to be able to sort of share, I think is really, uh, is a really important thing. And to acknowledge that like, you have ideas, you have things you want to do, but you may not be able to translate that in a way that, you know, when you're working with professional yes. musicians may yes. not be. So I would have the exact same problem. So, okay. So you're known for uh, not just like amazing music and sort of having this like uh, um, musical theater vibe, but you're not limited to just that. So there's there's two things I want to ask you about and how this developed for you. One is puppets. I know you got, <laughs> I know you got puppets, and I'm always I always want to hear about puppets. There's chicken right there, and we're going to talk about chicken. Yeah. And then the other is um, 
the idea of musical comedy and how you got to that. So, and I love both of those things a lot. So, uh, why don't we start with puppets? Tell me how the the puppet became part of the cat's pajamas experience. The puppet became a part of the cat's pajamas because where I started this was teaching early childhood music. And it was a way I taught children who were between six weeks and six years old. And for the little ones, it was a way of them connecting on yet one more level. They weren't verbal yet. They couldn't sing along, but they could listen. They could watch. And the puppets helped them visualize what I was singing. We did a song. I used to bring a a song at the very beginning of the year when all the kids were feeling very shy and here's a stranger coming in. And, you know, I'm professionally enthusiastic and I can dial it back. But nonetheless, that's what I am. Mm -hmm. And I have found this wonderful song called You Can't Make a Turtle Come Out. And it's about this shy turtle. You can coax him and call him and shake him and shout. But you can't make a turtle come out. And of course, at the end, he comes out. And so here's this turtle, and he kept pulling his head back in. And I'd take him around the circle while I was singing, and I'd have his head start to creep out, and they'd start to pet it, and then he'd get shy and pull back, and they'd giggle. The the turtle understood why they felt shy. And he was this absolutely amazing connection Mm -hmm. to them right well that's all it took I mean the turtle and I came to my first class where I taught this taught this program I had done that song at the very first concert also at uh, Beaver College and I said this is this is something to explore Um, and I use these beautiful beautiful puppets by folktales um, and at one point I had so many of them, I called them and said, you know, I use these educationally and they let me buy them wholesale. So <laughs> tons and tons of my music started being developed around animals. And I love to do character voices. I, animal noises, character voices, which you heard in the library song where I'm doing everybody's voice and in the three little fishies. So it gave me a chance to be funny and silly with the children and, um, and again, help them tell the story. So now we that morphed into not just puppets, but props and costumes. And when we do our reading rock show for elementary school kids, we're kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, it it really morphs it into the field of musical theater, mm-hmm. because you know whether it's whether it's the uh, a prop and I'm holding up a great piece of homework and a gigantic pencil. Or um, I can't I'm, I I can't catch the ball in my baseball game, and I've got my hat on and my glove, and and I keep calling it a costume, and the band keeps reminding me it's a uniform, and I can't get it straight. <laughs> so it's one more way in which we are accessible. They can see it, they can hear it, they can feel it, they can dance it, and it. it I think it, it's a it's a it's a great way to get into into the kids. Yeah. You know, it's like the, it's a, it's a high speed highway right into, right. right? But there's like real, uh, there's real like sort of theory behind it. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Like kids, kids, uh, take things in in many different ways. And it sounds like you, Mm -hmm. uh, appreciate that and know that. And, you know, you mentioned you sing it, you move it, you see it, like all of those things, like it's, it's all your senses, all your senses. It's allowing kids in, in, in many different ways. So, 
So the musical comedy piece, I mean, you know, you said it, right? You 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 talked about your your uh, what did you say? Your your costume about your baseball uniform. Like right. that is hilarious. And I the bet kids you, the kids and the love kids it. Love they it. totally and, get yeah. the joke. And you because even it, kindergartners play yeah. on a T ball team with a t shirt yeah. on and they totally get it. Right. And um that a lot of our a lot of that funny repartee happens just sometimes in performance. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that line came out in a performance. I said something about, you know, I got my costume on and my guitarist looked over in front of the whole, you know, 700 kids in the school. She goes, I think they call it a uniform, Janet. <laughs> and I uh-huh. looked down and panicked and I went, a uniform? Oh, like now I really don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I'm not yeah. a sports girl. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, an, an interesting point I want to make about accessibility uh-huh. is that we go over big with kids with special needs. Uh, there's a f- famous school here called the Vanguard School that has kids up to the age of 21. And um, they have never felt that we were singing down to them. There's even though it's quote kids music, it's just great music. And the kids come in, many kids come in with earmuffs so they won't be overstimulated. You know what? Nobody ever has any trouble. They are so glued to all the ways in which they can understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lead pipe cinch. Gotta yeah. have a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes down to you. You gotta, gotta get a gimmick. A yeah. You gotta get a gimmick. <laughs> well, you you have a few. Um so <laughs> so I, I was looking through the, the back catalog and I saw that you you're not afraid to do a, a cover or two, you know, uh, and a cover just so for people who may not know is uh singing basically singing someone else's song. And the one that I saw that I was really excited about was uh Locomotion. Um do you is that is that part of the the live repertoire and just get everyone it's going? It's not anymore. Most uh-huh. of the songs on Going Bananas, which was our second album, most of those songs have been retired. Uh-huh. Although somebody just found it and ordered it from CD Baby and we had to send out a whole actual hard copy of the album. Um I think, you know, if I were to do that again, we'd put it in a lower key. You know, I have a better (laughs) voice for that right now. Uh But that's the kind of thing we like doing because it set itself up for a dance. What I would say about the way we do a cover, quote unquote, now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that really is a cover in the literal sense. We just sing the song. What we do now and always primarily did, and that was an exception, was find what they call in the theater a piece of material. Ah. You know, when you're an actor, nobody asks you if you wrote the script. When you're doing a show, no one says, oh, did you write the song? Mm -hmm. If you're a director, no one's asked you if you wrote it. You know, that's not what the job is. And my job as a performer is to find a piece of material and say, what could we do with this and reinvent it? A classic example of that is what we've done with All Around the Kitchen, Cock-A-Doodly-Doo, and Mm -hmm. the Don't You Just Know It. Um, Or the... Any of the stuff we've done, we give it a very different sound. So, you know, in a, in a cover band that you would go to, they would hear at a wedding. The best cover bands sound exactly like the original. That's what they're trying to do. We cover a song, but intentionally sound nothing like the original. Mm-hmm. That is what we do. So um, is Jellyman Kelly, which is one of my favorites is that uh, uh is that an example of that yes now and that i would say it's different because of course he wasn't singing in three-part harmony it's a more straight up 
presentation than most of our stuff is. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, we wanted to do the, the great solos in there with the, the horn solo. Um, that came up when we had a production meeting to say, what do we want? I want to do one more album. What are we going to include? What kind of new music are we looking for? Heath, what can you write for us? What are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. And um, In Harmony was an album that my three daughters grew up on and were still listening to as teenagers. The music is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it's, quote, a kid's album. And two of the my two backing vocalists are both the age of my daughters. Mm-hmm. And they both, like, went... How about Jellyman Kelly? You could have knocked me over. I didn't, you know, it just, I love the song. It just hadn't occurred to me. Um, And I thought, well, let's give that a try. And, you know, as soon as I started to sing it, they came through with two more parts of harmony. And I said, okay, sold. So we started to bring these, the new songs into our repertoire to see how they went. Um, In Cat's Pajamas style, I made a great big sign on a stick that says, oh, in literally like <laughs> 12 inch high letters. Uh-huh. And so I set it up with the kids that when I hold my sign up, everybody goes, oh, great. Oh, we practice it over and over again. Then we teach them, oh, can he come home? Jenny, can he come home? Jenny, can he come? Uh-huh. And then throughout the whole song, every time we sing the word, oh, I you hold, hold up, up the, the sign. sign. All the audience knows it's their cue. And then that sign becomes a running joke for the rest of the show. Every now and then I just pick it up to see if the audience is paying attention. And they'll uh-huh. all go, oh! <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, that that's a, a very clever clever thing that you did with the with the sign. And that album is, uh, I listened to that a ton when I was Me growing too. Up, right? Blueberry Me Pie, that Me too, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fun. It holds up. Really well. Um, okay, so, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about new <laughs> stuff. So, so tell me about the uh, the new record, Kitten Caboodle. I would love to tell you about the new yeah. record. Well, when you've made four albums and two live concert DVDs, and you have been in the business this long and been as old as I am, you kind of have to think, what's on the bucket list? And I, I wasn't sure I even liked that phrase. And I'm thinking, oh, bucket list. I don't have a bucket list. Like, I'm just, you know, argh. And then, and then I kind of one day said, you know, I actually do have a bucket list. What do I need to do to make me feel like when I retire, whenever that happens, I've done everything I wanted to do. So it doesn't take me by surprise and go, I wish I had. I said, well, I want to make a new album. And I've actually, actually toyed with the, uh, with the, with the title for a couple of years. This took probably from the time I said, I need to make one more album. It took two years till it actually came out. Um, And I have four grandchildren who live within 20 minutes of me. And the house is often just full of cats and kittens all over the place. And the whole, the whole, I love a good pun. Uh And the whole play on words of the kit, an apostrophe caboodle, is an expression from World War One, which meant your kit, the soldier's kit, and everything else was the caboodle. Oh, so if you are the cat's pajamas and can play with the word kitten, kitten. and everything else that goes along with all those kittens, you get kitten caboodle. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm particularly in love with the illustration who was done the last three albums, the illustration has been done by a brilliant friend of mine who is a children's illustrator. Uh-huh. And she has turned, she has created cat avatars 
for all the band members. And we are on, our little avatar cats are on the last three albums. Um, and who knows, I may now get a tattoo just so I can have a little <laughs> Janet, a little Janet cat avatar in me. Um, and so that, that was unexpected. I was that not was expecting unexpected. That. I know. And I probably won't, but it, people have teased me about it. Like, here's your chance, Janet. You've really got something worth having a tattoo over. And um, so, um, so the album is very, very exciting. It really is the album I wanted to make. I wanted to have it. I wanted to have it the way I wanted to have it with mm -hmm. all the instruments that I needed. And that's something else a music director has. I tell Heath what I hear. He says, and what we need is two saxophones and what the bass clarinet, that's just the most amazing sound on right. One Bad Wolf, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And the jazz flute. Um, so we just brought in all the musicians that we needed. Um, all total, I think there were 13 musicians and 20 some odd instruments on the album. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, it sounds great. Um, Thank and you. I, I'm uh... I hope I, you know you're saying it's the last one, but I, I'm, yeah, I don't you know, know, you know, you well, never you know, know, I would be really, really happy to cut singles. Uh huh. Yeah, but, but yeah, you know, well, the that's... album, the album as a whole is 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 a whole other entity. And as a as a, a child of the '60s, I still am making concept albums. Yeah. You know, yeah. each one has had a theme. It tells a story from beginning to end. There's a dramatic arc, like a theater piece, um, and that's a. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it just might have to be the last yeah, well, one. It's, it's but the, you're right, maybe yeah. not. The album is uh, is is sort of a lost <laughs> art. So let me let me ask you this. Um, so you've I am uh, I'm very inspired and impressed by uh, your energy and the sort of like the the values that have driven you um, in terms of making kids music and being able to stick with it, which for where I'm sure there were ups and there were downs and there were some weeks you're like, why am I doing this? And then other weeks you're like, I'm so busy, I can't breathe. Um, yes. So. I, and my vocal coach says, and why do you have a job where you have to get up at 530 in the morning to warm up before you do a show that starts at nine in Delaware? Yeah, right. What is this job? Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a high energy um, it's a high energy life choice. So I, I think that what I would love to hear from you as, as my guru is, uh, and this is a little bit personal, I will acknowledge, like what are to you, what are the traits for a long and like beautiful career in kids music? You know, I mentioned energy that like something like that. Energy is certainly, certainly a big piece of it. It, you give, you get what you give, mm -hmm. you know, people who literally, um, <laughs> light. Yeah. That was like, don't make the door squeak. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of energy that, as they say, lights up the stage, it lights up the audience too. My enthusiasm for what I do is palpable. That's not just patting. That's not in any way patting myself on my back. That's saying that it, that's how much I love what I do. When I'm on stage, nothing else matters. Everything else fades away. Whatever happened before I got there, it's gone. And that is a magical thing to be able to do for a living as well. To do, I was thinking about this before I talked to you. How lucky I am to get go to work and do something that I not only love so much... But that people love when I do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 
I get so much positive feedback from, from an audience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a big part. You've got to love it. You've got to really love it. And you've got to love your audience. I love kids. Mm -hmm. um, I was an only child and I have persevered at surrounding myself with children ever since. Mm -hmm. um, I taught early childhood music for 21 years. I taught thousands of kids and I loved every minute of it. Um, and I think the other element, I just had my, just had my birthday a couple of weeks ago and one of my daughters gave me a t-shirt that says, and yet she persists <laughs> because no matter what goes wrong and a lot has, of course, over the years gone wrong, I just pick myself up and do it again. Mm -hmm. I just, I love it so much. Um, I had, I briefly retired um, for health reasons a few years ago, and it was just devastating. And I said to my guitarist who was helping me in the office at the time, the next person who calls and says, can I book the cat's pajamas? Our answer will be, yes, what did you have in mind? Because um, for we'd been answering the phone for two years, so we're so sorry we're retired. And so I, I came back for a, for a second life in, I guess, about 2014. Uh -huh. And... Um, yeah, I'm just not going to let it go till I really, really have to. Yeah, well, it's uh, very inspiring. It's Thank very, you. very inspiring, and I, I'm I'm glad you got that T-shirt. And I know it. And did, yet uh, she persists, right? Yeah. And I know it's got a <laughs> it's got a, a sort of a, you know a political sort of vibe to it. But I think in your case, it is totally like sums yes. up who you are. Um, and, and everybody who sees it laughs out loud because they know that that is exactly <laughs> the case. Right. Um, okay, so. Janet, how do we how do we find you? How do we get our hands on all this amazing music mm. and, and those kinds of things? Well, the best way to find us is to go to www.howlinrecords.com. <laughs> H-O-W-L-I-N, there is no G, records, uh -huh. howlinrecords.com. You may wonder why we are not the catspajamas.com, and that is because there are too many lingerie companies oh. who have already <laughs> snagged that name before we got there. Oh, but you go okay. to Howlin' Records and pay us a visit because the website is really fun. Uh -huh. um, and you can, as soon as you click into the website, you'll see Kit and Caboodle pop up with all of our little cats on the cover. And it says underneath it, Wowzer, we just won the Napa and the Parents' Choice Silver and the Hot Diggity. And we really love this album. And you can click on things and listen to three or four songs. Um, and you can order the album as well as T-shirts. You're looking at this cute T-shirt right here. Um, T-shirts and everything else. That, and download cards. Something that I get that a lot of parents now aren't collecting CDs anymore. So this is the first CD for which we've had download cards made. Um, you, you miss the artwork and you miss the lyrics, but they cost a little less as a result. And you can buy a download card on the site. Or you can stream us. You can download us from um, CD Baby. You can hear us on XM Satellite Radio. You can call into Kathy O'Connell's show, uh, Kids Corner, on WXPN here in Philadelphia, which is heard all over the place, and let her know you want to hear more. Uh -huh. And you can buy albums. We really need people to buy albums. Uh huh. Cool. Well, um, so I, I just can't thank you enough. I thank you for reaching out. Um, I loved talking to you. I loved hearing your story. Right. I loved your enthusiasm. You know, one of my uh, one of my personal mottos is enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm, and you sure does. You totally nailed it. And 
I wish you you have a gig tonight. We should say, and it's going to be a fun gig. And uh, have we're going to be at Kindy Come tonight. All all the musicians who can get there are going to be there. Yeah. We play to the ten and unders, yeah. and it'll be a, it's be a hop and hop and weekend uh, hosted by Kathy O'Connell and Robert Drake from Kids Corner. Great. Well, uh, Janet, thanks again, and uh, we uh, we'll talk whenever you want. Thank you. This is a blast. Thank you so much. Okay. Huge thank you to Janet Schreiner and the Cat's Pajamas. It's really great, fun music. Check it out. And of course, you can hear the entire song, their version, their take on Jelly Man Kelly right after I'm done saying... Talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Mike at Good Stuff Pod. If you want to reach me, you can find me on all social media at Good Stuff Pod. Go to the website, goodstuffpod.com. All of the old episodes are there. So many amazing artists and people. And now some folks I even consider friends are on the show in the archives. So thank you for listening. And here is Jellyman Kelly by The Cat's Pajamas.
Stuff.